I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. My name's Neil Wilkins, and I'll be your host and guide, I guess you could call it, uh, through this particular session. And we're calling this particular session Key Marketing Skills. And what I would say as an observer and practitioner and teacher and kind of very much immersed in this whole marketing world, I would say there has never been, certainly from my 35 years of experience in marketing, never been a more exciting time to be a marketer, to be in communications, to be in internal comms, to be in a role that allows you to really take the reins of both your career but also make a huge difference to the organisation that you work in. Now, this is going to be a a whistle-stop tour, very, very fast kind of um, journey through a whole range of different ideas, concepts, and um, best practice, really, for developing your career through this particular year of fundamental change. So if you've got a keyboard and... um, fingers at the ready, uh, or if you have a pen and paper, if that's the way that you prefer to uh, to make notes, um, get ready because uh, we're going to be going through a lot of different ideas. Now, some will resonate, some possibly won't be uh, quite as relevant to you based on kind of your aspirations or the organisation that you're in. But hopefully you'll get a lot of value from this first of four sessions on this topic. Now, if um, towards the end of the session you start, you start thinking, well, I've got quite a few questions, feel free to direct message me um, on any of the social media accounts. Uh, if you Google search at Neil Wilkins X, you'll find me. Uh, feel free to, to tweet me or DM me on any of those platforms. If you have any other questions or any feedback about this or the other kinds of um, series uh, webinars that we will be running, because we'd love to get some feedback and uh, hopefully I'll do um, as best I can to answer any of your questions as well. So what are we going to cover in this session? Well, I've got eight key marketing skills areas that I want to talk to you about. Um, we're going to look at some of the, the best practice, if you like, um, in terms of what makes an effective marketer. So these are the kind of things in terms of experience and skills and behaviours that go into making the most effective marketers in this really, really big year of change. I'm also going to focus on the importance of return on investment. You'll know whatever level you are in marketing, if you're just starting out, junior marketing role, all the way through to marketing director, or maybe you run your own business, or maybe you're looking to set up your own business, you will know the return on investment, the ROI of everything that you do is absolutely paramount to getting the best results and the best value, both for yourself, but also for the organisation. So ROI is something we're really going to focus on. And ROI in itself is all based around evidence. Can you evidence everything that you're doing? In 2021, evidence-based marketing is going to be a big, big theme. So I want to share with you some ideas and thinking about that. We're also seeing a transition of skills, if you like, in terms of how you lead as a marketer. Now, when we say marketing leadership, often people's minds go straight away to, oh, you've got to be in a senior role. You've got to be in a big organisation to be able to do that. That is not true at all. You can be a marketing leader at every single level, every single step on the career ladder. And I'll explain why that is as we go through that section. 
I also want to encourage you to become more strategic. There's a lot of chaos and a lot of fear going around, not only in our personal lives right now, but also in the commercial space. So I want to encourage you, and I'll show you a few little ways that you can become more strategic. And that is about thinking about the longer term, adding value to the longer term for your organization, not just firefighting today. And there are some things that you can do to be able to achieve that. I also want to help you to become more influential. Marketers in 2021 have to be developing their influencing skills and all of us, myself included, very much myself included, will benefit from being more influential. And I'll explain what we mean by influence as we go through that section. We also need to be thinking about community and collaboration. And one of the key areas, if you're in a commercial organisation, one of the key collaboration areas is with your sales team. Now, marketing and sales has always had a, an interesting relationship. I've certainly seen a lot of interesting um, communications, interesting different perspectives um, between sales and marketing as I've gone through my career. And this is something now that we can really start to optimise in 2021. We're in a very different world now to the world that we were in one, two, three, four, five years ago. So this is the time for collaboration. And I've got some ideas to share with you there. And ultimately, when it comes to sharing what you're doing and the value that you're bringing to your organisation, one of the things that we need to be focused on is turning information into intelligence. And I'll explain what I mean by information and also by intelligence, because people don't understand numbers. People in your organisation really don't care. What they care about is what those numbers mean. And it's a very, very simple little mantra to get into that I'm going to take you through, because... It is all about communicating clearly, communicating to reduce risk and sharing the value that collectively you're bringing to the organisation. So let's get straight into this. I'm not going to sort of um, talk around those topics um, sort of generically. I want to really get down and sort of deep dive into what we mean by some of these things. And for each of these eight areas, I've got four points. So if you're typing or writing, you're going to have to do it fast. But rest assured that we will be sharing this um, or link to this uh, with you uh, after this, this particular webinar. So you'll be able to kind of um, look at this uh, again. And I'll explain how you can then sort of listen to it again and get more uh, sort of information from it at the end of the webinar. So this particular first point, what makes an effective marketer? There's a lot of research gone into this, and I'll share with you a particularly good link in just a moment. But there's, there's a lot of background behind the, I guess you could call it the objective nature of what makes an effective marketer. Now, marketers back in the day were all about customer focus. You know, as any, anybody who's been through any marketing qualifications or marketing training, or if you've been around the block a few times, you will know that us marketers are defined as, oh, well, that's the customer focus team. Yeah, they're always customer focused. And a good effective marketer obviously is focused on the customer, delivering value to them. But here in 2021, it's moved on. We can't lose that customer focus because ultimately that is our role. We're sharing the voice of the customer back into the organisation. But we've also got to think about wider stakeholders. We've got to think about our partners, our distributors, our wholesalers, our retailers, our resellers, our agents. We've also got to think internally about our peers, our colleagues, our management team. All of these are becoming much more important, I guess you could say, in our role as an effective marketer. 
So yeah, we've got one eye on the customer always and one ear on the customer always. But also we need to start thinking about the value that we're bringing to everybody else in the chain. And that is the chain of adding value to our broader stakeholders. So when you think about your customer, think about your internal customer, your boss customer, as well as the external customer who's going to be buying your product or service. Now, I mentioned boss there. The word boss kind of implies, and this is always something, again, that's sort of come historically, I think, into, into commerce. The word boss implies that they kind of know everything, that they are you know, super confident, super correct all the time, and that they're always right, and they always give you good guidance. Now, if you've been around again a little bit, you will know that your boss isn't always right. And the most effective marketers are helping their boss or their management team or their directors to understand the context in which we are now marketing. Yeah, the marketing environment is changing. It's changing massively. And so one of our roles here as an effective marketer is to help the organisation and particularly our line manager to understand what is right. The old paradigms are gone. And if they haven't gone from in your particular sector or your industry, they are going. We're moving into a new world for the marketer where we have to keep one eye on what we call the macro, which is that bigger picture, you know, the global kind of impact of things like the pandemic and Brexit and the economy, but also one eye on the micro. And this is giving us additional tasks. This is giving us additional challenges. So the effective marketer now is actually playing back these challenges into the organisation and learning to say no. As a marketer, you are probably one of these people, and I know I am, who like to say yes to stuff. We like to be helpful. We like to add value. The most effective marketers are learning how to say no. They're learning to prioritise. They're learning to focus on the things that really make a difference or add value. So be confident in the way you position yourself and the role that marketing has in your organisation and in your value chain. Because if you can do that and start to say no for the right reasons, because you have the evidence to back it up, you start to get some great value relationships building. And then you start to be seen as a really credible um, entity, if you like, both as an individual, but also as a team. Now, I talked about research and one of the really nice pieces of research, really, really powerful and effective pieces of research was done uh, last year by Hayes Group. They did a survey called the DNA of a marketing leader. As I say, marketing leaders can be at all levels. We're not talking about marketing directors solely here. We're talking about leading through marketing and their um, survey. And you can go and see if you go to Hayes.com um, and search for DNA of a marketing leader, you can download the report. They found that overseas or kind of an international perspective is rated as really, really valuable. They've also said a broader commercial awareness. So getting to know the numbers is also really important as a marketer. So, yes, we are the colouring in team for sure. We've always been viewed that. But the effective marketer or the effective marketing leader of the future is going to be able to talk at the commercial table as well. ROI, big part of the role over the next five years, and I'll come on to that in more detail in a short while. 
And interestingly, less than a fifth of marketing leaders really rate their digital skills as very good. So there's an opportunity here to take a lead as a marketer and upskill yourself in digital, not just digital marketing, but just digital tech and communication more generally. So I'm going to give you, for each of these little areas that we're talking about, I'm going to give you um, a link to go out and actually do some sort of follow-up research if any of these topics resonate. So for that first one, in terms of what makes an effective marketer, this would be my go-to uh, report to, to read afterwards. Now, I've already talked a number of times, and I think I'm probably sort of logging myself saying it three times already, um, ROI, return on investment. Marketing in 2021, in its broadest sense, is no longer a cost, or at least in your organisation, you should be training your organisation to not see marketing as a cost. When we talk about marketing as a cost, as it's always been, we've always talked about things like marketing budget, marketing spend. These are not healthy and not helpful. And in 2021, we need to be training our organisations to think of marketing as a investment rather than as a cost. Now, the way that we do that is to see it very much as if you were investing money. So if you're investing money in stocks and shares or investing it in a building society account, you'd be looking for a return. So you put your money in and you hope you're going to get back more than you put in. You know, this is not rocket science, but as marketers collectively, we are really poor at telling the return on investment story. But that's got to stop. That's got to stop in 2021 because we need to understand and then communicate the value that we bring, both of our time, of the spend that we put out there, but also not just of ourselves, but actually of our team. So if we're working as part of a marketing team, it's vital that we are telling a consistent ROI story all the time to everybody we talk about. And so then their mindset, as well as our mindset, will turn towards everything that we do as an investment. In other words, when we commit to something, when we say yes to something rather than pushing it back and saying, no, I haven't got time for that, too busy, too busy. When we start to say, yeah, because that's a high priority and I can see why that's a high priority, because the ROI of that activity or that campaign or that project or that new product launch is going to be strong. In other words, we'll get value back in relation to the cost or the time or the energy or the commitment or the resource that we spend on that activity. So that's really important. And how can we do that? Well, we can start to eliminate the low priorities, anything that isn't going to give you a good investment return. And that comes down to an individual social media post. If you can't justify that that's going to give you a valuable return, and you've got to define how value is for you and your organisation, but if you can't define that and show evidence for it, then you should be knocking it back or saying, I'm going to pause that or I'm going to park that for a while. So eliminate the low priorities. And you're going to have to be strong here because your organisation is almost expectant that you're going to do certain things that you've always done. You've now got the permission in 2021, through this time of pivoting and change and all those kind of cliches that we're hearing, you've got a chance now to do things differently. You have the permission as a marketer to make some value change. So start with return on investment. 
And one of the ways that I do this personally is, and again, do a little bit of research on this one because this is really powerful, is using the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. And that is that you will get 80% of the value from 20% of the things that you do. You will make 80% of your profit from 20% of your customers. It doesn't matter how you apply it. 80-20 just seems to be this magic formula. Um, it was from a 19th century economist called Pareto, an Italian economist. And he just figured this out as he was looking at all this data, all this economic stuff, that 80-20, however you apply it, just seems to work. So when you think of return on investment, think, can I get rid of 80% of the things that I used to do? And in 2021, focus on the top 20% the things that are going to give me the best ROI, because those things will give the best value both to the time I'm spending as a marketer, but also back to my organisation. Now, this was a really, really nice um, article that I found, which um, was some little tips, little tutorial um, from Engati, E-N-G-A-T-I. Uh, and if you search on their website, how to improve ROI in 2021, you will find some really useful little tips that will take you on that journey from, OK, we spend money to being, no, we invest money, we invest time, we invest our marketing efforts. And it's always then about high value return. So as you can see, I am going through this stuff really, really quickly, but there are just so many different things. And as I say, we've got 32 of them here in this particular webinar. And some of these things will work for you. Some of them are things just to plant at the back of your mind and just wait for them to come through. But other things I would suggest you start to do today. And one of the things I'd really strongly suggest you start with is what we're calling evidence-based marketing. Now, you might have seen this if you're studying at the moment, if you're on an apprenticeship, if you've been um, sort of doing maybe an MBA, whatever it is, whatever level you're working at here, evidence-based marketing has really risen to the surface of the way that we approach this whole discipline called marketing. Now, you might also have heard it um, under the guise or under the title of behavioural economics. And I just want to explain a little bit here about what we mean here by evidence-based marketing. Now, if you've listened to any of my podcasts or, or been on any of my webinars before, you will know that I'm a massive advocate of customer personas and customer journey. In other words, defining really accurately the persona of the customer you're targeting. Now, evidence-based marketing and behavioural economics almost supercharges this use of your persona as a focus in your marketing. Because what it does is it says that you should be able to turn what is generally going to be potentially quite fluffy into something that is really hard fact and evidence-based by putting numbers and actually becoming quite obsessed by putting numbers against your persona features, in other words, how you define your customer, but also at putting them against every single step in the journey, the customer journey that you take them through, from that very, very first point of awareness where they first heard about you, all the way through to them becoming a lifelong, loyal, advocating customer. And at every step in that journey, there are some economics that you can learn. There are numbers in there. There's performance. There's behaviours. In other words, why didn't 27% of people click that particular link on your web page? 
And it isn't just about knowing that 27% of people didn't click that link. It's understanding some of the subtle behaviours behind those numbers. So it's about becoming really quite forensic about your marketing. And if you're being driven by your organisation into just produce loads of stuff, just get really busy, just post loads of social media content, and you're not allowing yourself, and again, this is permission time, this is giving you the permission to say, I need to allow myself space to be able to do that forensic analysis. And that is how marketers are becoming really successful in 2021. The other thing that they're doing as part of this kind of evidence-based process is that they're not just thinking about research at the start of the process. They're also thinking about analysis after the project or after the campaign. So part of your role isn't just that fun, sexy bit in the middle where you're actually executing on the campaign. It's doing the tougher, harder, drier research up front. And it's doing those hard yards after the campaign or project where you sit down with the numbers and get forensic and really figure out what happened, what was good, what worked, what didn't work and why. And get really, really obsessed by the data-driven approach of everything that you're doing. And we'll talk about why that's important in terms of reporting this stuff at the end of this webinar. So it is something that really, really will empower you because you can actually say and claim anything that you like, really, in terms of the direction of the organisation, strategically and tactically, in terms of your approach to social media, in terms of what should be the next campaign, if you've got the evidence to prove it. Okay? And in 2021, the business is looking to you to figure out and to form that evidence. So it's no longer appropriate, and people talking about this kind of this new norm, this new way of being in, in life in general. But in marketing, there, there is no new. There is this, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way that successful, effective marketers are going to be practicing marketing into the future. You know, it's already with us. This isn't for tomorrow. This is actually happening right now. And if you don't do it, one of your competitors will. If you don't get obsessed by this stuff and start to say, I need more time to do the research and to do the analysis so I know that I can continuously improve what I do, then you're going to be one of the also-rans. You are probably going to be in an organisation that's going to really struggle as we go through and beyond this year. So huge positive opportunity to do this. But if you don't, well, you have the opportunity to do it right here, right now. So I would strongly suggest that you do. Another really good link for you, if this one starts to kind of feel like something that you really should get um, sort of, you know, clued up on, then if you go to the Business Collective website um, and just search on five ways you can use behavioural economics, you will find that there are five really, really good, quite subtle and quite simple. Again, it's not rocket science to find and understand this micro behaviour. And I love that phrase. You know, we've been talking about personas and customer journeys for a long time. And now we're delving really deeply into understanding micro behavior. So again, if you're making notes here, I'd say just put that one in, in uppercase because it's a really important way that we can move this whole game forward. And what's not to like? In terms of really getting that forensic understanding of your customer, it's great for you. It's great to have the confidence then to be able to talk about them and share what they need and share those improvements. But the business will look at you and say, wow, haven't they just taken that game forward? 
And that's really what we're trying to do here. And what it'll do is it will allow you to start to build up a, a sort of a leadership profile, if you like, within your organisation. Now, this will apply to you if you're in a very small organisation, you might be in a startup, all the way through to being a large corporate. The same skills, the same behaviours, the same change, if you like, an evolution of who we are as marketers is going to be happening and is going to be really, really relevant. So let's learn what these four key leadership skills are for marketing in 2021. Number one, and I've already hinted at this a little bit earlier in this webinar, learning to say no. But I will put in the caveat here for the right reasons. OK, we can't just sit there as a marketer and say, no, just too busy. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I haven't got time for that. There is no excuse now for not having enough time. If we don't have enough time as a marketer, we just haven't prioritised appropriately. If we're saying that we're busy, we just haven't managed the others in the organisation correctly and appropriately yet. Okay, So this is where we've got to start to take ownership and accountability for the way that we lead. Everything, everything as a marketer starts with us. Okay, the, the, the days are gone where we can say, oh, well, that was somebody else's fault or, oh, well, that team over there, they didn't provide me with X, Y or Z. The buck stops here and we really have to take ownership and um, sort of leadership as a, as a really core um, skill, but also a core behaviour through 2021. So learning to say no for the right reasons, when you know it's not for the benefit of the business, it's not for the benefit of the strategy, it's not for the benefit of moving things forward. Learning to say no and having the evidence to back it up, that's the right reasons bit, that's super critical. We've all talked um, a lot really over the last sort of five to ten years about how communication is everything in marketing. But we're seeing this move on now. And I think as we become much more of a, and I'll use a cliche because it kind of works here, being much more now of a global community because we're all in this together now. We've all shared the pandemic and continue to do so. You know, we're all going through, you know, fundamental change that we've never seen in you know hundreds of years worth of commercial um sort of environments or marketplaces or industries. This is unprecedented times. And so now when we think of communication, we need to be thinking about empathy. And that comes through the whole stakeholder piece. You know, I talked about thinking about your stakeholders. That's the internal people in your value chain as much as the customer. We've always been pretty, and effective marketers have been pretty good at being empathetic with our customers. But we've now got to think about this from everybody's perspective. You know, who do you touch? Who do you influence? Who do you communicate with? Be empathic. Understand it from their perspective. And so now is the time to start to really up those skills. Really listen is a key part of empathy and communication is taking the time out not to, even though you've got a thousand things you want to share, Again, maybe 80-20 rule. Take a little bit of time to just properly listen. But listen with a heart. Don't just listen practically. Really empathise with your audience. Third thing that I would encourage you to do in terms of leadership is to be thinking about not just emotional intelligence, and that is about really understanding other people's um, perspectives and then adding value in that way, but it's about emotional agility because we're finding that we are working now in the context that is just so broad 
Um, you know, people's behaviours are becoming less predictable. There's a lot of chaos in a lot of markets. A lot of markets have literally stagnated or dried up or are just imploding. Let's kind of be agile in the way that we communicate with others, the way that we empathise with others, but also the way that we make decisions to reduce risk, to add value. Let's be agile. Let's, as marketing, let's assume that every day is going to be different and let's embrace that, not just say, well, we've never done it like that before, or, but that's not how we normally do it. There is no normal. So emotional agility is a key skill, a key behaviour that we should be practising this year and beyond. And the final one here in terms of leadership skills for this upcoming year, and of course there will be many, many, but I'd really summarise the ones that I believe are the most um, sort of impactful, if you like, um, if you're starting on this journey. Um, as marketers, we've always got a load of stuff on. You know, we know stuff comes from left field. We know that um, plans and strategies are always changing. So we know time management is important. But now we're moving into something that is defined, and um, I'm going to share link with you in just a moment um, of a study that was done by Forbes. They're calling it now context management. In other words, understanding time management in the context of change and embracing change and embracing uncertainty, not just thinking that we're going to be doing things today and next month and in six months and next year in the same way that we've done it but constantly watching the context in which we're making those decisions. And it's really important to remember that because everybody is feeling it right now. So empathy, agility and context are going to be your three key themes when you start to think about how you can take the confidence level up in everybody that you communicate with. And these leadership skills are for 2021 and beyond. And if you want to find out a little bit more about these and others, I'd strongly suggest you go to Forbes.com and search for three leadership skill shifts for 2021. And you'll see an article that's just beautifully written that actually breaks this down into what you can do about it. Maybe you can start to cherry pick some of these things where you think hmm, that's an opportunity for me to personally develop. But it is about taking accountability here. Don't wait for your line manager or your ND or your chief exec to give you this guidance. Take accountability now. This is the moment that marketing can take ownership of this whole debate. And we can start to really see ourselves and see others around us start to get great value if we choose to do this. And I've talked there a little bit about strategy. And one of the other things that is going to be super important, um, well, literally from today onwards, um, is this ability to become more strategic. Now, when I've always talked about strategy, I've always sort of said it's a three to five year window. Um, tactics being today or tomorrow, but strategy being this kind of three to five year window. And for me, right here, right now, I think we should be striking a much more conscious balance between these two things. And I've always sort of, when I've either been teaching or sharing with clients, this whole idea about strategy and being strategic, I've always kind of kept quite clear water between tactics today and strategy tomorrow. 
But actually, I think now, because of the changes that we're all going through, professionally and personally, I think there's now an opportunity to really try and blend these things on a day-to-day basis. So here's an idea for you. Again, 80-20 rule that we've been talking about. Why not, for the next week or so, have a little play with the idea of spending your attention, your focus and your time 80% serving today and 20% trying to lead your organisation into tomorrow. Doing some of the things that I've been talking about, providing the evidence, giving some insights, doing some extra research, one eye on macro, one eye on micro. That's what I'm talking about with that leading into tomorrow. Giving opportunities, maybe reducing a little bit of risk by saying, ah, well, when we did that, this happened. You don't want to do that again. Here's a better way. And that would be an opportunity then to serve today because your organisation has to be delivering today. And we know that we've all got to survive in these challenging times. But we can't lose sight of the fact that the organisations from 2021 onwards are going to be winning by actually focusing on the medium to long term as well. So how about trying this? You might decide, actually, because of my role, because of my industry, because of the projects that we can or can't do, I'm going to shift that. I don't want to do 80-20. I'm going to do 30-70 or 60-40. You can figure out the balance. But at worst case, focusing strategically on 20% leading into tomorrow could be something that will make a fundamental difference to your organisation. And as you do that, becoming more strategic is going to require you to watch others in very different markets. You can learn so much from not just watching your competitors. We all do that. We've all got to do that because we've got to understand the tech, um, the, the, sort of the sector that we're actually working in. But a very important thing, a really clear, clear and key thing here is to watch very different markets. Because if we're looking to pivot, if we're looking to do something very differently, the chances are we're going to see those innovations and those ideas, those little light bulb moments coming from a long way away and probably not in what might be quite a stagnant um, sort of situation that we're in in the context of our own industry. So watch widely is the key tip there. And also another thing that's going to happen here as we go through 2021, we saw inklings of it in 2019. We certainly heard in the first half of 2020. And we're starting to see now with the moving to the other side of the American elections. Now, Brexit's kind of, uh, for a lot of us, kind of done and dusted, even though practically some of us are obviously going to have to be focusing on the, the process side of things. But for a lot of us, we are going to see now as we move towards the spring and into the summer, we're going to see the opportunity to be trading as an organisation with our higher purpose. And by what I mean by that is the the fundamental value as an organisation that we bring. So not just trading on products and services and you buy this for this price and you'll get great value, but actually your reason as an organisation for being. And if you're interested in kind of understanding what higher purpose means in a commercial context, I'd strongly suggest that you go and have a look at mindfulcollective.net, mindfulcollective.net. Lots of different examples of organisations who are now starting down this kind of passion and higher purpose and um, value-led position as they go into 2021. And even starting to think about redefining the marketing mix. The old marketing mix, product, place, price, promotion is very much about you as an organisation. But now we're seeing evidence of real value coming from actually thinking more broadly about 
the environment, about sustainability, about profit rather than just price. This whole thing about giving ultimate value and also putting people at the heart of everything. And that's why I said about stakeholders. We've always had customer kind of in there, hidden away in that marketing mix, but now it's about people internally, in your value chain and also your customers. So becoming more strategic as we go through 2021 is going to be something that will differentiate you as an organisation, but also give you a huge opportunity to add value as a marketer within your organisation. And one of the areas that I'd strongly suggest, again, if this is relevant to you, um, is to look for the article three tips for any executive, which is a very old article, actually, uh, from McKinsey Group. So you go to mckinsey.com. It was written about a decade ago, and it has never been more true than it is today. So go and have a look at those three tips, because it will give you guidance as to how you can, not just what you should do, but how you can become more strategic as a marketer. So you're leading, you've got evidence, you're focusing on return on investment, you're becoming now a much more kind of credible entity as a marketing team, and you're becoming a much more potentially influential person within your organisation. So let's look at a few of the little um, areas about around influencing skills that you can use as a marketer. Now, one of the things that is fundamental to this whole influencing piece, when you think about how can marketers be more influential, is to begin talking about, if you aren't already, outcome value, rather than just features and benefits. In other words, I'm going to do this and it's going to give this return. That's not really of interest to anybody anymore. What we're needing to do as marketers is kind of jump over all of that kind of marketing process bit and actually talk about how is the world going to be different on the other side. So we're on the other side of this product launch, on the other side of this campaign, not just how am I going to do this campaign? What am I going to invest in it? What's it going to look like? And what are the results going to be? but much more asking the question and influencing by saying, and this is how it's going to change things. This is how we're going to be a better organisation. This is how we're going to have a different market position. This is how we're going to be more competitive. So actually talking about the value of the outcome rather than the process of getting there. Now, I want you to kind of really, really think about that one. And again, this would be if you're keeping notes, taking notes, I'd really like you to just reflect on that phrase because there's one or two little phrases which I've spent a little bit longer as we've gone through this webinar than I have on others. And I would really, really encourage you to think about that. When you communicate an influence or attempt to influence others, do you talk about the process? Do you talk about the cost? Maybe the investment, but do you talk about the kind of the nuts and bolts? Or do you, as you could, if you make this choice, talk about the value of the outcome, the different world on the other side of that activity? Because you will find in 2021, people will be listening a lot more as a result of that. And what you're doing is also you're starting this whole thing about helping others to make binary decisions. So don't present your management team or your boss with just a whole series of things that they've got to choose from because they're super busy, they're feeling a bit of fear right now, they don't know the answer. So actually help people and influence people by making binary decisions. In other words, would you like to do option A or would you like to do option B? And here are the outcomes that I'm predicting from those two options. 
And by doing those binary decisions, in other words, not loading loads of stuff for people to have to choose, you're helping to reduce risk because you've done all the background research, all the analysis, you've given those behavioural economics, if you like, a really good run through as you've kind of um, started to scenario plan a particular campaign or project. And you've reduced the risk by helping people to see what their decisions will mean. Not just, oh, well, I don't want to spend that amount of money, I'd rather spend less. But actually, if I spend that, if I invest that, this is going to be the outcome. So make it easier. And what you're doing here is my final point, and this is the real key one for influencing others in 2021. And again, if you're going to get obsessed with anything, this is a great one to get obsessed with. Think about serving others by making them look and feel great. So if you think about your line manager or your boss or your MD right now, or if you are the MD, think about your customers. Can you serve them by making them look good and feel great? In other words, the things that you do, is it providing them with ammunition to make them look better or, or sound better? Are you coaching them on something that will give them a stronger story to tell to a customer? Whatever it happens to be, this is the age of giving. Okay, Don't always be looking for a return for yourself because that will come. This is the age of giving. So if you can spend a lot of time, and this will make you way more valuable and way more influential in your organisation, think about spending time serving others by making them look and feel great. Because if they come out of that, that video call or that conversation with you thinking, wow, that's really, really helpful. I'm going to try that. Actually, that is going to make me sound really quite good. Or if, oh, thanks for sharing that piece of um, information because I can pass that on. That'll make me sound or look good you are then starting to influence that relationship. You're starting to add really great value. And where are they going to come the next time they need a trusted ally or somebody to support them? They're coming in your direction. So it's a really, really interesting kind of different, slightly different spin, slightly different angle to take as you go through this year, thinking about how you can become more influential. And there's a lot of research, again, around this topic. I mean, I, I particularly like this um, SEMA um, Institute of Management Accountants um, quote, which says, now that the push approach of telling people what to do is no longer viable, you need to develop the pull method of softly influencing people by convincing them of the merits of your message. Soft influence. And I like that because that's not weakness. Remember we said empathy is the thing going forward? Remember that we said communication and listening is the thing going forward? Well, in 2021, exert soft influence. Give evidence, give value, talk about outcomes. These are ways that we can start to really position, as I say, both ourselves, but also our organisations, the really forefront of the organisation when it comes to communication and obviously and marketing. And one of the areas that you could really, if you wanted to jump straight in at the deep end here, one of the areas you could really practice all of these techniques and skills is with the sales team. Now, if you don't have a sales team as such, you might have a customer facing um, customer support or customer service team. Um, if you don't, and this is you, so this might actually be you as well, think about others in the organisation with whom you don't necessarily have the, the greatest relationship. Or even if the relationship's strong, you actually come from very different perspectives. Perspective, so you don't always see eye to eye. In 2021, one of the areas I'd really ask you to focus on, because again, you'll see some really, really fundamental change here, 
different to last year and the year before, is your collaboration with your sales team. So the old typical kind of sales visits, well, right here, right now, for most industries are gone. They're clearly not allowed and not able to be done. So what we've moved from is from like an events-based marketing approach to a community and influencer marketing approach. In other words, we're using very much digital technologies, video conferencing. We're using, you know, these kinds of ways of communicating with customers as a sales team or as a sales and marketing team. And it's all around influence, it's all around advocacy, it's all around sharing and relationship. It's not based on the big ad campaigns and the big events and exhibitions and the customers' sales visits. Those areas are really either on pause or they're not coming back. So what we need to do as marketers is to align ourselves with the reality of the sales environment. So let's get meetings arranged with them. Video calls, absolutely fine. And let's turn up and add value on their terms, really understanding not just our perspective from marketing, but just get into their shoes, show empathy for sales. And if they start to then sort of see that you really are starting to understand the pain points that they've got, the challenges that they're facing. They see you as more than just the brochure creator and actually somebody who can go in talking the voice of the customer, understanding those behavioural economics, really knowing the world that they face on a day-to-day basis. Then maybe, and this should, I guess, be one of your targets, maybe they'll take you onto the front line with them. So that next customer video call they're going to make with their most valued client or customer, they're going to have you in on that call. And to me, that would be a really great benchmark, a really great target. If you think actually a salesperson who didn't really give you the time of day before, now is your relationship with them because the value, the listening and the empathy you've shown for them has taken the relationship to that kind of level where they see and the pennies dropped, the light bulb has come on, they see the value of having you involved too. You've then just collaborated with your sales team. And how can you do this? If you're sort of sat there thinking, well, okay, sounds very nice, Neil, but actually where would I even start to do that? I'd say one of the really good things is to facilitate digital customer communication with sales. Maybe run a a video conferencing or video presentation sales course and actually help your sales team with their video conferencing skills, with their CRM skills. If you have a, a CRM system, help them to understand the tech. And remember we said one of the key learning areas that marketers are typically sort of highlighting is going to be important this year is digital comms and is tech and is digital and social media. Well, if you're on a journey for that, why not maybe buddy up with one of the sales team and actually then learn and figure out together collaboratively what might add value to the organisation? And if you can together produce best practice, that could then be scaled up and rolled out across the rest of the organisation. So as I say, huge potential value here for facilitating improvements, but listen and empathy and context comes really, really into play here. And obviously that is vital to how you're actually going to take this forward. I mentioned um, CRM there just briefly. Um, There's a really great article on HubSpot.com. Go search um, marketing trends to watch in 2021. Um, Again, empathy comes through loud and clear here. So I recommend you go and have a little look at that uh, particular article. Um, And as a marketing college and I myself um, are really going to be focusing on this whole thing about building on these trends throughout this year. So you'll see a lot more blogs, a lot more vlogs, a lot more social content coming through from us, uh, from us all collectively. 
effectively here and why empathy and really truly listening to others around your organisation is going to be that really key skill actually going through the rest of this year. And so having done all of those amazing things and, you know, you're now sort of being seen as the go-to person in your organisation for influence, for customer contact, for these behavioural economics, for, you know, training, for all of these lovely things. And you're almost like this super-powered marketer. Sounds great, doesn't it? But if you are now sort of, you know, getting some some real um, sort of gains here, people will be starting to look to you for answers. They'll be looking to you for guidance. So one of the things that we also then need to, to add in here, and this is the, the, the final point on this uh, very fast journey through the things that we need to do here this year, is about turning information into intelligence. Now, I've had this as one of my sort of few mantras over the recent years because I've seen the difference that this can really make. The, the baseline is that when you present numbers to your organisation, when you present charts, when you present analytics to your organisation, nobody really understands or cares. They look at it, they either shy away from it, don't go there, don't open it up because they don't want to be embarrassed that they don't understand it, or they look at it and then they just get blinded by the numbers. The bottom line is people don't really understand marketing reports. So when they don't then do what we want them to do, we as marketers get surprised. Well, let's turn the mirror back and look it back on ourselves. We shouldn't be surprised that people don't understand because what we're doing is we're giving them information. And as we've already seen, that's not the way to influence. That's not the added value. That's just the process. So our role in 2021, and you really should be embracing this, you really, really should, is to be providing intelligence. In other words, interpreting the information that we gather through the reports, through the analytics, through that data. Data's great, data is your friend, but it's only a friend in the intelligence that it brings. In other words, turning information into intelligence is understanding and interpreting that information. Asking the question, this means that, and then giving the answer. It's the answer they want, not the data. So you can produce really, really exciting action-orientated infographics. In other words, if you can understand what that intelligence is saying, that's what you can do. Make it visual. You can do charts, but don't give the data. Give the intelligence. Give what this stuff means. And help your colleagues and your management to quote you and your work. In other words, if you come up with some really great insight that means something for the organisation, that defines a new action or a new way of doing something, you're going to be somebody who's going to get quoted all around the organisation. Up goes the credibility of marketing and up goes your personal career opportunities. And playing everything back against your strategic mission, that longer term goal that you have as an organisation, those things that you've defined as being super important in the three to five year term, that is what's going to really, really excite people. And those people will then be sitting up and taking note. Yes, you have to deliver today. You have to do that. So today is still important. But start to drip feed in intelligence that allows organisations and your boss and your management team to make good, well-rounded, evidence-based decisions for the longer term future as well. If it's just about today, you might not have a tomorrow. But if you can balance today and tomorrow by turning information into intelligence, interpreting what you see, introducing it into the organisation to prevent risk, minimise danger and damage, and strike up opportunity and innovation. 
Any of those things tick the boxes. And that, again, is another key thing that you're going to be seeing in the most effective marketers as we go through this year. And if you go to introhive.com, there's a very, very nice, uh, quite cleverly uh, sort of crafted um, article in there um, called The Knowledge Continuum, which describes in really, really sort of, you know, very user-friendly detail about how data, information and intelligence all work together. So if you think that that could be something that's going to be quite useful for you as we go through this year, strongly suggest that you go ahead and uh, have a look at that little article. Loads more notes to add to your little list that you've been creating as we've been going through this. So those were the eight areas, 32 points there I've made. And um, yes, it's been a very fast tour through those. And of course... For some of you, this is going to be the, the starting point on this journey of kind of improvement. For some of you, you'll probably already have a, a personal plan. Um, I'm just going to mention the, uh, the other three webinars that we've got coming up in the upcoming months. And um, each of those then are kind of like building blocks, if you like, to help you on this career journey, sort of personally. But obviously, as we've seen today, the knock-on effect to everybody around you is going to be huge. So you're going to love this journey if you decide to um, start practicing and experimenting with some of these ideas. Um, there are two podcasts which I would strongly suggest that you keep close to in between these uh, four webinars as we go through the next uh, three months upcoming. Um, and that is the Cambridge Marketing Podcast, where um, you'll see in the coming days, uh, they will be loading up the uh, recording of this. Um, and I'll also have it on mine. That's the Neil Wilkins podcast. So if you go to Spotify um, or Apple Podcasts and search for the Cambridge Marketing Podcast or Neil Wilkins podcast, um, it'd be great to uh, see you on there. Um, and what we'll be able to do actually through those as well is you'll see um, sort of an opportunity in there if um, you have any questions about any of these um, particular topics um, or any other ideas or any feedback if you disagree with anything that we've covered uh, here on this webinar um, do um, as I said you can um, DM me but also do um, comment on the message thread there so we'd be very very interested to hear your feedback and your ideas about anything that we've actually covered as we've gone through this particular session. Now, I've mentioned that this is a series and it would be amazing if we could uh, see you again on the uh, upcoming ones. Um, so this has been key marketing skills. So these are the, my view of the top eight things to focus on uh, sort of in this particular uh, year as we go through all this change. Um, but the two, um, sorry, webinar two rather, is on the 8th of February, your marketing CV. Um, and it's CV in the generic sense because it's not just about CV as you're looking for a job right here, right now. This is all about the things to include that the world is looking to hear about you. So we'll be doing a deep dive into all of the things that you should be collecting and collating. Again, evidence-based. So we'll look at all those fine details on the 8th of February. We'll also in webinar three on the 8th of March be um, looking at the very, very hot topic. And this is always a popular one when I talk about this. Um, the marketing of your personal brand. Um, you've got one whether you like it or not. You've got one and you're putting it out there every single day. You are, I am, everybody is. And this is about taking control of your personal brand, figuring out what it is, what it could be, what it should be, what you'd like it to be, and then actually living to your personal brand. So it's a really interesting topic um, and something we'll focus on on the 8th of March.
And then on the um, 12th of April, uh, the final one in this particular series, personal branding on LinkedIn. Um, we're all on LinkedIn. Everybody's now moved over to LinkedIn. Gary Vee's uh, famously said um, LinkedIn is like Facebook of 10 years ago. And when you're getting in there and when you're active in there, you really feel like that is the case. So we'll look at all of the different ways that we can take our personal persona, our personal brand into LinkedIn for best value. And that will apply to whatever industry you're in, whatever stage stage you are in your career development, whatever um, aspirations or desires that you have, there'll be something appropriate in LinkedIn for you and to link your personal brand in with it. So hopefully you'll be able to join us um, on each of those um, upcoming three webinars as part of this uh, career development series. Um, go along to marketingcollege.com forward slash events to get more details on each one and obviously to book as well. Uh, places are limited on these. Uh, not everybody's been able to get onto this particular session today. So um, do make sure if you do uh, have an interest in any of those uh, upcoming three um, webinars that you get along there and book before they, uh, they run out. And um, I know everybody says it, but actually it's true. Um, we did actually get up to capacity here today. So thank you very, very much for um, attending. As I say, you can get hold of me through Neil Wilkins X on social media um, or look us um, up the uh, Cambridge Marketing uh, podcast or the Neil Wilkins podcast and uh, follow these, this and these very, very similar subjects and listen at your leisure. So thank you very, very much for listening and um, coming all the way through to the end of this particular webinar. Uh, it's been great um, sharing all these ideas with you as we've gone through today. Um, and as I say, be very, very interested to hear your feedback as well um, if you have anything that you would like to uh, cover with me. So look forward to hearing from you. Look forward to connecting uh, with you. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and others are available. And look forward to sharing more ideas with you in webinar two. Thank you very much.